Today we're talking all about handling criticism. Let's go. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey, you're on air with Ella, and yeah, criticism, it's no fun, but learning how to handle it better, who doesn't need that? I know I do. Before we jump into today's show, I want to give a big fat shout out to Regina, who left me a voicemail at onairwithella.com, and she said that the Accelerated Silver was helping her a lot. That's back from episode 148 with Sarah Banta, and I wanted to say thanks to Regina. I love hearing when you guys are getting results from things and what questions you have. That type of thing, that type of feedback is really, really interesting for me and useful for me, and I love learning from you guys. But anyway, hey, Regina, thanks for your voicemail, and I'm super glad that you are feeling so much better with Accelerated Silver. Now, anyone else who is interested in the Accelerated Silver or maybe it's time to get your next bottle, I have a coupon code. I did not have one when we released episode 148 and now I do. In fact, I have a whole lot of coupon codes. So I went ahead and made a webpage for you at onairwithella.com forward slash friends or just go to the site and look for the friends of the show page. And there you'll find some products that I love and I've talked about on the show and then I usually end up talking with the company and asking them for a discount code and they usually give me one. So not every time, but a lot of the time. And so Sarah was so excited about how many people were interested in Accelerated Silver and has just offered 10% off. You'll get that coupon code at onairwithella.com forward slash friends. All right, first a word from the sponsor and then today's show. Today's show is brought to you by the Live Better Weekend Retreat in Scottsdale, Arizona in April 2018. Come and spend the weekend with me and we will play, we will laugh, we will drink some wine, and we'll have workshops on topics ranging from imposter syndrome to building confidence to launching the next phase for you, whether that's personal or even a career decision that you're making. We'll talk about breaking habits and rewriting scripts. We'll talk about building new habits and writing new scripts. We will even talk about food. In fact, we will have an open Q&A where you literally can ask me anything and we'll have open discussion about it. Sprinkle all of that in with dinners together, breakfast and lunch every day, a little bit of hiking, and guest speaker Bonnie Kelly, and you have a life-changing weekend. Come and join me at the Live Better Retreat. You can learn everything you need to know at onairwithella.com. How about that? Oh, it's today's sponsor. How about them apples? Okay, let's talk about criticism. Raise your hand if you could handle criticism better. (laughs) Okay, put your hand back on the steering wheel if you're driving. Nobody likes criticism. I mean, come on. I'm very open to feedback. Like, I consider myself very, 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 very open to feedback. But I'll tell you something. When it feels like criticism, it stings a little bit. And it's a skill that I have spent a lot of time working on and paying attention to experts' recommendations and developing my own point of view on. And it's a point of view that I want to share with you. Sometimes I like to do more coaching-type topics, work on mindset, work 
work on habits, and today is one of those days. So this is really very much a companion episode to episode 117, 117, which was called Letting Go of Judgment, another mindset coaching episode. Now, it should be said that this is a type of content, not exactly this topic because I'm talking about it right now, but this is exactly the type of content that we're going to be engaging in together at the April Live Better Retreat. So when I talk to you about workshops, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going beyond the show and getting our hands dirty in some of these topics and workshopping them to figure out how to apply them in our own lives. So today, let's have a little workshop together. I highly recommend that you get the show notes for this episode. Now, what does that mean? It means in your podcast app, just click on the notes. It says show notes and it has a link to the website. If that doesn't do it for you, just go to onairwithella.com forward slash 159. The point is this, for every time I do a show, I put a bunch of useful links on the website for you to dive deeper into that topic. Or if I mention a product or a resource of any kind, I'll always link to that. But today I have put together a great deal of this content plus a worksheet for you. So highly recommend that you just scroll down in your podcast app and grab the show notes for this episode and maybe take a peek at it. But let's get to it, shall we? I reached out to you guys on social media some time ago, actually, and I said, I want to talk about handling criticism. Tell me how you feel about it, how you feel you do with it, and let me share some of your comments. And I posted all of your comments in the post for this episode. So all of your comments are actually at onairwithella.com forward slash 159, incidentally. So Karen said, up until recently, criticism cut me to the core. That's because I was so codependent and relied on other people to validate my existence. So if somebody said something negative to me, I was heartbroken. I am healing and I'm learning to love and validate myself. I'm now in a better place. Ambar said, I'm a strong questioner. I do not like people to correct me. I am learning though to listen and accept constructive criticism, although I still struggle with not being perfect. Can anyone relate to those feelings? Jen Jen was so interesting. Jen said, I live in Korea and the culture here makes people a little blunt. They say things like, you look sick if I don't wear makeup or you've gained weight. <laughs> it took a while to really know that it's them putting their expectations on me and to not let it affect me. Jen, I think that would be so difficult. She says, I let their comments slide past me or at least I try. Sometimes that requires a little more effort. Jen, I'm going to give you some tips and tools today. Two more quickies. Tanya said, for starters, it depends on who it comes from and how it's delivered. I don't handle it very well from my mom and definitely not from my mother-in-law. From a caring friend whose intent is to help, then it's usually well-received. Stephanie says, I tend to take criticism super personally and I feel bad, especially from someone close to me. Also, if it's about something I'm aware of and I don't necessarily love about myself, I get a little defensive and even mad, even if I don't show it to them. I think for me, it stems from caring way too much about what others think. You guys, I started with your comments for lots of reasons. One is to pull us all in and help us understand that in varying ways, we can all struggle with at least one of those issues that were mentioned. And the second thing is I wanted to give some context to the first tip that I have for you. The first tip that I have for you is I wanna share a model with you on how I think about criticism. It is a little bit fun and funky, and this is why I want you to go to the show notes is because I've actually written it out there. But there are four types of criticism in my book. And I I totally made this up and maybe you can help me improve these metaphors. But the first one I call the spotted zebra, the spotted zebra or zebra, my international friends. There's no such thing to my knowledge as a spotted zebra. <laughs> I relate this to the type of criticism that is 
a mistake or made up or literally just not true. I mean, would you have your feelings hurt if somebody said your cat is just the ugliest and you have a dog? If somebody says your brick house is the worst and you don't own a brick house and they are mistaken, does it hurt your feelings? Well, you might get riled up at them and think that they're rude, but does it hurt your feelings, the essence of who you are? The answer is no. It's a spotted zebra. They got it wrong. They're so minimal. And if you're reacting to something like this, to a spotted zebra that does not apply to you whatsoever, then that is an indication to you that you are just looking to be irritated. (laughs) (laughs) There are many, many cases where people who you interact with think things about you that are false. I will hope to illustrate to you by the end of this conversation that there are many types of criticism that can actually be put in the spotted zebra category and you needn't ever worry about them again. Okay, so spotted zebra, that's level one. Level two, level two is the punch that doesn't land. It's just irrelevant because it's not a value to you. It doesn't attack your values. I mean, you literally just don't care. That's a choice, by the way, choosing not to care. But an example of that is if somebody said, oh, I think it's so gross that you don't love country music. Oh, okay. (laughs) Or I don't like bananas. Let's talk about something less emotional than music taste. I don't like bananas. So if somebody says, I think it's ridiculous that you don't care for bananas, that's not going to hurt my feelings. It's a punch that doesn't land. Again, I'll explain the value of this after I share all four with you. The next one is what I call the GPS attack. These can hurt. These are when somebody criticizes your course, your decisions, right? Like your GPS, where you are headed, your choices that are carving out your path. Someone on a different sidewalk is going to take issue with your decisions. This happens all the time in families. So maybe you chose private school versus public or vice versa. Maybe you did or didn't breastfeed. Maybe you do or don't eat meat, okay? These are the GPS attacks when somebody criticizes choices that you are making for you or for your family. Finally, level four is when your essence, your very essence, who you are, who you are being, when somebody attacks at that level, that stings, especially when there's truth in it. Now I want to make two big points before we move on. The first point that I want to make is that part of our problem is we are constantly allowing level one through three stuff to be the stuff of level four. So we are letting things that either aren't true or are totally irrelevant, okay, spotted zebras or punches that don't land, All right. And then even more notably and more often the GPS attacks, when somebody simply would choose a different course than we would, we are constantly elevating levels one through three to level four. We are allowing those to be attacks on our essence, on who we are and what our values are. Let me use an example from Jen's scenario. Jen is the one that lives in Korea. If somebody came up to her and said, you look so tired. Is that an attack on the essence of who she is? No, it is not. Can it feel like that? Especially if she actually is tired? Yes, it can. Can she just decide that that is telling her more about that person in that moment and let it roll off of her like water off of a duck's back? Yes. Can it even be true? She does look tired. She may be tired. Can all of those things be true? And she still lets it roll off of her like water off of a duck's back. Yes. That's a choice. We are constantly elevating levels one through three 
to a level four attack on our essence. We need to stop. That model is the first thing I want you to think about and carry into the rest of our conversation because I'm going to get in to when it does land, when the punch does land, what tips and tactics can we employ in order to not be devastated or to react poorly, okay? So that's where we're headed. My first tip though, is to recognize when you are elevating something from a punch that shouldn't land or a GPS attack and you're elevating it to level four. The other thing to ask yourself is, am I making this about me and it's not really about me? Is what I'm hearing telling me more about the person who's delivering the message than it is telling me something about myself? If the person who's delivering the message is not from your inner circle, And again, I encourage you, I implore you to go back and listen to episode 117 so you know what I'm talking about when I talk about your inner circle. But if this message is coming from someone who's not in your inner circle, or sometimes who's not even an influencer in your life, why do you care? Like, really ask yourself, why do I care? Answer the question for yourself, why do you care? The second question I would ask is, what's true here? Can I get any value out of this conversation, out of this feedback, out of this criticism? What is true here? The third thing I would ask myself then is, am I elevating it from a level two to a level four? Am I letting this criticism feed a story I've created in my head? Am I letting this criticism provide evidence for a story that I've created so that I can keep telling myself that story? In fact, if we want to go like super meta, funny thing about humans is we will sometimes put ourselves in the path of people who will give us evidence for the story we have been telling ourselves. If we feel like a loser, we will very often put ourselves in the path of people who make us feel like losers, thereby creating evidence for our story and perpetuating the cycle. For now, go back and listen to episode 117 about who you are letting influence you and your decisions, but I wanna talk about what happens when the person is a person of value, when the person is someone you care about, they are an influencer. They may not be in your inner circle, but they matter to you professionally or personally, all right? Because sometimes it's too easy to say, it's not me, it's them, and that, can be true, as I've already said, and it's a question worth asking, but it's not the whole story. We are deluding ourselves if we make every bit of constructive criticism about the deliverer, especially, again, in personal and professional settings where that person's opinion matters to us and the impression that we're making, you know, we actually do care about it. There's nothing wrong with that. My argument is only that you should be selective about who those people are. I'm going to share three new questions to ask yourself when you get criticism from somebody that you love, from somebody that you care about, from somebody who you want to impress or deliver value to. I want you to always ask yourself these three questions, and then I'm going to give you some tips for dealing with this in the moment. So just know we're going to get to brass tacks. All right. The three questions you should always ask yourself. I want you to write these down. I want you to create a note in your phone. Get the show notes for this episode and copy and paste this stuff, okay? All right, the first question is, who is the source? Is this person in my inner circle? Is this person an influencer in my life? Who is the source? When it comes to determining whether you're going to let something reach level four or not, you need to first consider the source. If they're not in your inner circle, if they're not an influencer, I'm asking you to downgrade that criticism to a level one, two, or three, all right? Treat it as feedback, decide what's true, and discard the rest. 
The second question I ask myself is, is there truth? What is true about what they are saying? Now, this is hard. This takes some discipline. I'm not going to lie because the way things are positioned to us can sting, right? But very often the reason they sting is because there's an element of truth to them. So the second question that I ask myself is, is there truth? What is true about what they're saying? It doesn't mean it's all true. It doesn't mean it was delivered nicely, but what is true about what they're saying? All right. The third question that I ask myself is, so what? Not so what in a dismissive way. So what? What are you going to do about it? I've already asked myself, who is the source? Let's assume for the purposes of this discussion that the source is an influencer or somebody that I care about. That means that I need to process this feedback and I need to not like lose my stuff. Is there truth in what they're saying? Okay. I don't like the way they said it necessarily, but is there some truth in that? Do I need to acknowledge that? Even if I'm not ready to acknowledge it in the moment, PS, am I willing to accept that there's some truth in what they're saying? And I need to come back later when I'm feeling like an adult again and handle it. <laughs> All right. The third question is, okay, so what, what are you going to do about it? Now there's lots of answers to this question. And some of them can still be that you lose your mind in the moment and go back and apologize later. <laughs> Others can be that you're pouty and defensive. You have lots of options available to you. And that leads me to the tips that I have for surviving criticism in the moment. Let me put this in some context first though, okay? Because I think this is hard. I think it's so easy for me to say this and I think it's so hard to do, especially if you're at all like me and you can be a little fiery. I can be a little fiery and on a good day, I'm like relatively articulate, okay? So, <laughs> so that means that when somebody gives me constructive criticism, especially if it has a vein of truth in it, then what I would like to do is I would like to put them in their place and then send them a postcard saying, wish you were here, okay? That's how I feel in the moment. Are you with me? but I have to put my big girl pants on. I have to use my tools and use my resources because I am not sitting on a mountain on high. No, I am not. I am right there in this with you, my friend. And I have to practice flexing my emotional muscle and using these tools and resources just like you. So one of the first things that I recommend that you do in this moment is to say, okay, message received. Like that's it, message received. Not in a rude way, not in a rude way, although it's better than a lot of things you could say. So if you have to be rude, then you can still acknowledge that you heard the message. The other thing that this does is it kind of shuts down the other person going on and on if you're in a personal situation. Okay. So you can say message received. You can even say thank you, especially in a professional setting. Maybe you're feeling a little emotional about what you just heard. Maybe you're feeling a little defensive you can still say thank you, message received, and then you request a time out. What does that mean? It means you say, okay, I hear you, message received, but I need a little space to process this, or I need a moment to process this. Can I just have a minute? Can I take a little time and get back to you? Or in a professional setting, you can say, okay, thank you. I know it's not always easy to share constructive feedback, and I wanted to let you know that I really, really appreciate you doing that. I want to grow, and I want to hear this sort of thing, but if it's okay with you, I'd like to take a moment to process it, or more than a moment, but I'd like to take some time to process it and then get back with you. That is not easy, <laughs> but the power of that pause cannot be overstated. 
Okay, this only works and you'll only buy into this if you accept premise number two, and that is the realization that time will shift your perspective. I mean, you know this is true. You know that first five minutes or that first five seconds even are very, very, very different than an hour later. You know that. You know that you have that primal response and that your lizard brain wants to put them in their place or you just want to cry or crawl in a hole or you get your back up. Like whatever your first response is, it's not your response after time. That is such an important recognition. Take a breath and create the pause. So again, the first one is to let them know the message is received and to ask for time to process it. The second thing is to realize that time will shift your perspective. Okay. So if you're in an argument even, right, and you know it's elevating and it's getting to that point and you don't want it to go beyond that point, then you can just recognize immediately, okay, I hear you. I need a timeout. Okay. That simple. Another way to look at this, let's talk about family stuff. If there's a GPS attack from your family, you have to understand that this will completely change with time, with age, with months passing, with years passing. I'll share a common criticism. This is so random, I know, but this is so common. And that is when there's a baby being born. When there's a baby being born, everybody has an opinion either about their name or how you're going to feed that baby or something you're going to do with that baby or something you're going to do in the delivery room, like who's allowed in the delivery room, where you're delivering the baby. Weddings are also fertile ground for this type of trauma and criticism. And one thing you realize, especially if either of those major milestones are behind you, one thing you'll realize is that with time, these things that feel so huge and feel so angsty literally vanish literally vanish overnight or in a moment. So just to use my random example, if there's criticism about who will or who will not be in the delivery room, for example, let me tell you the moment that baby comes out. (laughs) In most cases, everyone is focused on that baby and the amazing miracle and all of the love and all of the goodness and the arguments and the criticism that felt so heavy and large and looming, it's gone. So that is just another example of how time marches on and your perspective will change and your response will change. But some things that feel so traumatic in the moment can literally poof, vanish overnight. Okay, tip number three is find the truth and toss the junk. Think of this as sifting through your mail, right? I get the mail every day and I have lots and lots of things to sort through and about two of the things are relevant and pertinent to me and I need them and the rest go in the recycling bin. I want you to look at the criticism that you receive the same way, whether it's from different people or whether it is from a single source. If a single source is issuing you constructive feedback or criticism, I want you to sort through it and look for what is true about it and toss the rest. Don't elevate level two stuff to level four. By the way, here's a hint. Which parts actually bother you the most? And what is that telling you about you? That's just a hint for figuring out what's junk mail and what actually might have a vein of truth in it. Finally, ask yourself, what is this telling you about them? Not even in a shifting the blame kind of way. What can you learn about them? If they're in your inner circle, if they are an influencer in some way, You need to learn whatever they're trying to teach you about them. They might be teaching you something very important about their expectations for you or for your relationship. I mean, you can learn a lot by paying attention to the type of criticism you get from your loved one, from your family, or from someone in a professional setting. 
In short, I'll say this, when we're closed, we hear criticism, but when we're open and we understand that there's an opportunity for insight here, we hear advice, we hear constructive feedback. What can what they're telling you teach you about them? And by the way, by the way, sometimes it can teach you that they're a jerk, <laughs> okay? That is also an option on the table. It should be said that balance matters and boundaries matter and ratios matter. And what do I mean by that? If you have a relationship and the ratio is so out of balance that you are getting 60% criticism instead of happiness and love from somebody, maybe you're dating somebody and you're getting, what are you comfortable with? What's your ratio? If 51% of the time someone was delivering to me nothing but constructive criticism, um, that's not a ratio I'm okay with. <laughs> Right? As a parent, am I dealing out 80% criticism of what my kid should be doing better and giving him 20% like, you know, I love you because that's going to mess him up. Like what ratio are you comfortable with receiving and from whom? And what ratio are you giving? What are you giving your spouse? Is your spouse hearing from you 80% of the time ways to do things better, things that he or she did wrong and getting relative positivity from you the other 20% of the time? Because if so, my friend, your ratio is out of balance. That brings me to my takeaways for you, kind of the three things that I want to leave you with. And I know this is a lot. That's why I was encouraging you to check out the show notes because I wrote all of this up. But here are the three takeaways I'd really love for you to ponder and take with you. I mean, I really want you to go back and read those questions that I'm challenging you to ask yourself in the moment, okay? Who is the source? Is there truth? And so what? But now I have three truisms, like three challenges for you, thought work for you to engage in when you think about how you can handle criticism better. The first one is a secret. It's a secret for how to avoid criticism. You want to avoid criticism? I can tell you exactly how to do it for the rest of your life. The solution is actually really, really easy. If you want to avoid criticism, do nothing, be nothing, stand for nothing, love no one. <laughs> Am I right? If you want to avoid criticism, don't do anything that matters. The bigger you play, the more you love, the more you do, the more you accomplish, the more you'll open yourself up to criticism and judgment, whether it's having an opinion in a social setting, making moves in your career or on the public stage, or daring to love somebody and be vulnerable with them. If you want to avoid criticism, don't do anything. That sounds terrible. You know I don't mean it. <laughs> I'm making a point for you, and that is that criticism comes with vulnerability, and criticism comes with exposure, and criticism comes with big moves, and criticism comes with life. Let's instead develop our emotional muscle so that we can handle it, okay? All right, number two. This is some, something that is really, really important to me. I think this tip is probably the most important move I've made in this space in order to truly be able to handle feedback of any kind. And that is, let the good stuff roll off too. What? Yep, the praise. Let the praise, let the good stuff, let it roll off too. The person who is validated by likes on Facebook and comments about how great they look on Instagram or has to be validated by her peers for the way she looks or the way she's dressing that day. The person who needs their kids' accomplishments to define them and they feel praise when their kids are praised. 
that person is far more open to the power of the negative comments. Do you see that? There's value in understanding that neither define you, neither the good feedback nor the bad feedback. Rick Warren, the author, said humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. I have to agree. Their opinion of you, it's not you. So stop looking for validation and the negative stuff will roll off so much more easily. But you can't have it both ways. You can't need that validation and need that positive feedback and thrive on it and feed on it and also be able to let the negative stuff roll off. It makes sense, right? When you think about it, stop looking for validation and keep on moving. All right, the third one's hard. It's really hard. I have not mastered this. <laughs> the third one is to avoid criticizing others. All right, it's to take personal responsibility for your own reactions and give up the habit of criticizing others. Why? Because we have this super, super imbalanced view of how much criticism we receive versus how much criticism or judgment or snarkiness or snide comments that we might actually put out into the world. When you feel criticized, you feel that you are targeted so much more than you ever target. When if you could actually see yourself on tape, you would realize that so many of us offer such quick judgments, such quick comments, such quick feedback to our partners in life, right? And we dole this out without realizing that our ratio is out of balance. So before you offer feedback to somebody who is in your life professionally or personally, Ask yourself, am I creating value? Am I creating value? Or am I just trying to be right? Or am I just trying to make a point? Guys, this one is really powerful, especially in personal relationships. Do you wanna be right? Like, do you need to be right in that moment, every moment, or can you just let it go? Can you let somebody else load the dishwasher their way? Like, do you need to be right? Are you creating value? The question is, when it comes to offering feedback and helpful suggestions and friendly amendments and criticism, ask yourself, am I truly creating value for that person or in this situation, or am I just trying to be right? Okay, guys, I know that was so much. I think this is the type of episode that it would be great to ponder. It would be great to consider if the it would be great to consider where what's resonating with you and maybe even give it a second listen. Share this episode with anyone you think would benefit from it. And if you like this type of content, join me in Arizona, April 5th through the 8th. We're going to be doing loads of personal development work between wine and healthy meals and outdoor playtime. <laughs> if you want details about the Live Better Retreat, then check out the show notes at onairwithella.com. Okay, my friends, lots of love to you. You know I want to hear from you. Which parts of this resonated with you? Go make it a great week. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.